This is the podcast from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, November 13th, 2011. Matthew 25, use it or lose it. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. And I'm still Alan Jones. And I've heard a couple times in the last two days when my voice has been leaving, Alan says, I really like your voice. (laughs) Now, is this kind of a universal thing for guys? They like this kind of voice? Not quite. It's a little raspier. It's just past the... The over raspy. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to go for it today, and I'm going to give it all I've got this morning. We are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we thank you so much for today, for the opportunity we have to share in this time of worship together, to lift our voices or our hands (laughs) most of all our hearts to you. We do ask, Lord, that you open up our hearts so that we might hear what you would have to say to each one of us this day. And we give you thanks ahead of time. We pray this in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit and all of Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. Okay, so today we look at the second of the three stories in Matthew 25 in which Jesus gives us a glimpse of God's kingdom, a glimpse of heaven. In this story, Jesus tells tells us that heaven will be like a man who was going on a journey, who called his servants together and entrusted his property to them. Scripture says, to one he gave five talents, to one he gave two talents, and to one he gave one talent. Now, uh, in those days, a talent was a measure of weight. One source I found said that it was in the New Testament, it was like 90 pounds. Interesting, it changed. Old Testament was 75, New Testament 90 pounds. Now, we're not told if it's silver or gold. We're often, I think they assume maybe gold, but it could be either. But either way, the man was entrusting a lot of treasure, if you will, to these servants. Now, while the man was away, the servant with the five talents invested the money and doubled it, ending up with ten. Likewise, the one with two talents invested the money, doubled it, and ended up with four. Now, uh, the the guy with just the one talent, he went off and dug a hole and hid his master's money. Well, when the master returned, the servants told him what they had done with what the master had given them. You know, how much money and what they have done with it, with those talents. Well, when the two that invested the money and doubled it gave their reports to the master. The master said this. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Well, then the servant with the one talent shared with his master what he had done. You see, this servant said, He knew him to be a hard man, harvesting where he hadn't sown and gathering where he hadn't scattered seed. And he was afraid. And so he hid the talent in the ground, dug a hole, put the talent in. And so what he 
did is he handed the master back the exact amount of money that the master had given him in the first place. And here's what the master said when he did this. He said, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the banker so that when I returned I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. However, whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow, that last sentence. Boy, that's pretty rough, isn't it? Throw them out into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Sounds like the the master was pretty angry. What do you think? Yeah. Why? Why was he upset? You see, the servant wasn't willing to risk. He wasn't willing to risk. He wasn't, able, he wasn't willing to use what he had been given. Instead, he dug a hole and hid it in the hole. He played it safe. The master said, well, at least you could have put it somewhere where, where it could have gained a little bit of interest. But that's not what the servant did. The master said, at least do something, just something. You see, the master was saying in five words, use it or lose it. Can you say that with me? Use it or lose it. Okay, so once again, we got a nice story. We learned what a talent is, 90 pounds. There you go, lesson for the day. And we see a master who wants his money invested. Okay, so what's the point? Well, once again, as we said last week, Jesus is sharing a parable here in order to give us a glimpse of God's kingdom, a glimpse of God's heaven. And as we said last week, a parable is a story. It's kind of a a once upon a time story in which Jesus uses the story to share universal truth, universal truth about God and God's kingdom. As we shared a couple of weeks ago, God has resourced us with, with three things, time, talent, and treasure. Time, talent, and treasure. And as this story goes in the scripture, we are called to invest those resources. We are called to invest our time, our talent, and our treasure in God's kingdom. Not just to do it, but it's in God's kingdom. We are not given resources to hide them, to bury them in the ground, to shove them aside. God wants us to put it on the line, to risk, to go the distance so that resources can be multiplied. Why? For God's glory. Hmm. So now talk a couple of weeks ago, we talked about treasure. We focused uh, as I said, on the treasure and, and shared how God calls us to, to tithe that treasure, to to give back 10 and to live on the 90%. Today our focus is on the talent portion. It's interesting, isn't how this word has changed meaning over the year, although I'm sure there's some connection here between this weight, often a weight of money or value, so to speak, and, and, and now coming to mean our ability to do certain things well, a talent. 
Well, in addition to talents, God gives us spiritual gifts. So here's the difference. I I know music. I can play the piano, but it takes a lot. I have to practice a lot. It doesn't necessarily come easy. Now, when John was over there playing the keyboard this morning, or Diane, when she plays, they just sit down and they go. See, God has given them this, this gift of music on the keyboard. Now, for me, it, I couldn't do that. It would be like, chong, chong, chong. But they really... Now, what's that keyboard sound like again? <laughs> chong, chong, okay. Well, I need, I'm a classical musician, believe it or not, but I can't do what they do. And so it just bubbles up inside of them. Spiritual gifts. They are special qualities given by the Holy Spirit. That's the key, by the Holy Spirit. And we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and it's verse 7, that every single person who is a believer, has been given a spiritual gift. Did you know that? Did you know that if you're a believer, you have been given a spiritual gift? Now, I say if you're a believer, because if you don't believe in Jesus, (laughs) then the Holy Spirit, I mean, accept Christ, you get spiritual gifts. It's so cool. What are spiritual gifts? Well, the gift of leadership, the gift of administration, the gift of mercy, or compassion, or helps. There are so many gifts. The gift of healing, the gift of faith. You can read about these gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, or they're also in Romans chapter 12. Mm. Now, the servants in the story this morning were given gifts. As we've said, we're also, or talents rather, we're also given talents as well as spiritual gifts. And the question then is this, what are we going to do with them? Are we going to invest them, like the two servants who were given five talents, two talents? Or are we going to hide them, like servant number three? And the thing is, if we do use them, are we going to use them for our own selfish stuff? Are we going to use them for God's glory and for those around us? What are we going to do with what God's given us? Are we going to use it, or are we going to... So another really interesting point about this particular scripture found in Matthew 25 is that the servants were not given identical talents. They all weren't given the same thing. One was given more, another was given less. We are not all given the same thing or the same amount. Now, God treats each one of us individually You know, you can say, or I can say, God, I wish I could play like John and Diane. And God says, well, I gave you this. Use this one because they're called to use that one. We've all been given special gifts or talents to use, not selfishly, not to pump us up or to make us look good, but for the glory of God. So the important question is, what are we going to do with what we've been given? How are we going to use what God has given us? Are we going to invest in the kingdom or are we going to hide it in a hole in the ground? Are we going to use what God's given us for his glory and the building up of those around us? Are we going to try to use it for our glory (laughs) 
or are we going to hunker down, afraid to do anything? If you take the scripture seriously and, and look at the story, <coughs> it doesn't seem that God likes it when we bury it, right? I mean, he got really upset. He doesn't like it one bit when we're not willing to risk for the kingdom. Yeah. We play it safe. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, you don't, want, you don't want to go where there's... Weeping and gnashing of teeth is not a good thing. We won't go into what it... Just trust me. It's not a good thing. It doesn't sound good. It isn't good. <laughs> we're called to take risks, to step out in faith, to use those gifts for God's glory, not to dig a little hole and put them in there till they were safe. Now, one of the beauties of the local church is that we believe that the church is the hope of the world. God has designed the church to share the good news, to be the hands and feet of Christ, and then each one of us individually to live that out in the context of the body. And so God pulls all of us together, our gifts and our talents, to glorify God and to edify or build up the church. We are called to invest. Invest our gifts in the kingdom along with one another who are called to do the same thing. We are not supposed to be lone rangers. You know, there we each, some of us are extroverts and like me, and some of us are introverts, actually like Alan. Would you believe it? He's an introvert. But... That's the way this thing works here. And so, but no matter how we're wired or no matter um, what our lot in life is, whether we're, you know, a little more confined to one place or whether we're out, we still have a purpose in the local church to share our gifts with the body. We're called to work together, not be lone rangers. You know, later on in chapter 12 of this book, 1 Corinthians, in the New Testament, Paul compares us and our gifts to the parts of the body. And what he says is that all the parts are necessary. As he says, you know, the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. And no part is, is more or less important than any other. In fact, Paul points out, the less honorable parts of the body are treated with special honor. <laughs> Figure that. And he also points out how important it is that, all, uh, that parts are different. Let me say that again. He points out how important it is that there are different parts. <laughs> uh, if all parts would, were eyes, he says, how could we hear? Or if all parts were ears, how could we smell? All are important to God, and God has arranged them just as God wants them to be, Paul tells us. And that is true at Connection Community at Church as well. God has arranged us, has pulled us together to use our gifts and talents to do ministry, to share the word, to share the good news, to connect people with Jesus and the life that he offers. And the challenge is... Are we all investing in the kingdom? Are we all sharing the gifts and the talents that God has given us? Are we willing to risk, to risk the gifts that God's given us, or do we want to play it safe? Mm. 
You know, we firmly believe that God has given us all what that we need in order to do the ministry that God's called us to do. All the gifts and talents that we need are here for what God's called us to do at this point in time. We got it all for what we need. We don't have to go out searching. It's here. And the question is, though, are we utilizing all? You know, we say, oh, we need this. Well, we don't need it. We just got to utilize it. We just got to mobilize it. We just got to empower it because we got it. We just got to start using it. And what's really interesting about all the parts, all this, all the gifts and talents God's given, some are very visible and some are less visible. Some are, like on Sunday morning, for example, you, you know, you got the people up here with the mics saying, oh, gosh, I wish I was one of them, but I'm never going to be, you know. You got the guys over here playing, guys over here playing. When I yeah, say Alan guys, wants a microphone over there on the conga when I so say he guys, can sing. Just for sake, it's guys doesn't mean men. It means all y'all, okay? Guys is people, okay? It's, it's genderless, so guy. And so, um, uh, when, you know, and, and uh, all the Sunday school, you drop kid off at Sunday school, you see the Sunday school. There's a lot of, but, you know, there's some, there's some um, ministries here that are very much you don't see. And, and in fact, you almost don't even know they're there. And um, we're going to give you an example of one of those right here. So, Sheldon, tell us about the ministry you lead on Sunday mornings here at Connection Church. Well, I coordinate and I serve on the setup team. What does that mean? Well, we just make sure that there's chairs set up here in the sanctuary when you come in on Sunday mornings. When we look at our ministries here at Connection, we often ask, where are we winning and what are the challenges? In that setup ministry, where are we winning? If we can go completely unnoticed, and by that I mean is if we come in and there are chairs, they're straight and neat and clean. And the challenges? If we get noticed, that means if we come in and there are no chairs, or the chairs are in a disarray. You know, each one of you here today is sitting in a chair that someone came in sometime between 9 and 11 o'clock last night to set up so that we could have church. This this uh, worship center was transformed Friday night and Saturday. We had a women's conference. There were tables everywhere. It was all kinds of stuff. And all that went away at 9 o'clock last night. And this team came in, as they do every week, so that we could have a chair to sit in. Now, what would happen if we came in one Sunday morning and they just, like, forgot and we had to go and unstack our chair and sit it down. Or sit on the carpet. Or sit on the carpet. You know what? It wouldn't look like we were expecting guests, would, would it? It wouldn't be a very hospitable place. What would happen if you came in and the chairs were all cockeyed and it just didn't look good? See, what Sheldon said is what's important about his ministry is when they go unnoticed. Because when they're noticed, it's like... Did they forget or the chairs are a mess? That's the beauty of different kinds of service. Sheldon has the gift of help. So do many people on his team and so do many of you. You know, I love the way God works. This week I was reading a devotion by a guy named Oz Hillman. It's a nice devotional series he has online. And, and, and it had to do with just what we're talking about, about uh, uh, comparing the kingdom, uh, our gifts with parts of the body and working together and all. 
and he talked about how it's kind of like an orchestra, where when you're listening to orchestra, you might hear you know, some of those instruments that are really coming through, but there might be one in the back there that is just kind of blending in, and you don't necessarily hear it of itself, uh, but it's there. And if you start <coughs> dropping pieces out, you're going to start hearing a very different sound, aren't you? Because they all work in together, even the lesser... And, and I was thinking about that. I was thinking back. I was a, a percussion drummer in high school. And, you know, sometimes if you had a lot of drummers, you might have one little part. Or if you didn't have many, you might be doing, you know, six different things. And I, since it's Christmas time, I was thinking about that song, um, Sleigh Ride. You know the song? Well, there's a, there's a place in there. And, and nowadays they use this, like, clapboard thing. But in the old days, we had to do it the old-fashioned way. And there's a place in Sleigh Ride where it goes... You know what I'm talking about? If you if you don't have the belt snap in there, you really miss out, don't you? Now, if we had a lot of drummers. You had two chances in the whole song, right? <laughs> but if you weren't there, the whole song's different. Something in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, many of you here at Connection. <laughs> so. <laughs> Many of you here at Connection are connected to a serving ministry, and we thank you for all that you do. Our serving ministry is called I Serve. I Serve. Some of you are not connected to a serving ministry. Some of you haven't plugged in in that way. And we wonder why, especially if you've been coming for a while. We wonder why. You know, Maybe, maybe your schedule's really full and, and you feel like you don't have time. Or maybe you've been in another church in the past and, you know, you said, I'll teach Sunday school. And then like 20 years later, you're still doing it, but you're not doing it out of joy. Um, just one more. Just one more. Yeah. One more. You know, sometimes we don't volunteer. Or we don't offer ourselves because we don't we think that we don't have anything to offer. Well, that is not true, because God has wired each one of us with something to offer. We've been designed by God to glorify God. We've all been given 168 hours every a week. Every single one of us have the same amount of time. And so the question becomes, how does God want us to use our time? What do we need to put on our plate? What do we need to take off of our plate so that in some way we can be a part of being used by God to glorify God? You know, um, the main thing is that every one of us has a gift. Every one of us has a talent. Every one of us, God's given us something to offer. There's a place of service for each and every one of us. And the thing is, 
if you try it and it, you think, oh, that might be good, and you try it, you go, oh, this doesn't fit. Don't stay in it and be miserable. That, that's, not, that's not glorifying God. On the other hand, don't walk away and not try something else. It doesn't fit. Uh, you're not forced to stay there. Let us know. We'll help you find, trust me, we'll help you find something that fits, and we'll keep working until we find it. Right, Laurie? We're going to fit this thing up. So in your program today, you have a brochure called I Serve. We'd like for you to reach for that right now. I Serve. Wave it high in the air. And actually, inside the brochure is um, a single sheet. This is for you. We would like for you to look this over. We'd like you to pray about what God is calling you to do. You see, believing in Jesus and living a life in Christ and not serving doesn't connect. You can't, like, say, I profess Jesus and never serve Jesus. It goes hand and glove. And so we'd like you to take this and pray over it. If you're already involved in something and you want to continue in that, just write that down. If you want to switch out of something, go ahead and write that down. We want for you to find your sweet spot in serving the Lord. Now, I'll be honest and I'll share three areas that have the greatest need at this point in time. The first is the parking lot. We need to have people in the parking lot. The second is the nursery. If you've been around here for any amount of time, you know that we're growing. In fact, we just had twins. Not we, but we had twins. <laughs> this church had twins last week. That would have been fun. Okay. <laughs> Not. <laughs> and third, because we are... are our mission is to connect with young families. Sunday school. We need men and women, teenagers, to participate in Sunday school. There are varying levels, once a month, twice a month, you know, every week, depending on what, what you can do. But we would encourage you to pray about those things and, and other things. Uh, Lori Brown has taken over the iServe, and we're really excited up, about, uh, yeah, you know what, Lord. yeah, yeah, yep. So she'll be the staff liaison with all the serving ministries. Yeah. You know, as Jesus washed the feet of his disciples on their last night together, he told them, he said, I came to serve, not be served. He took the position of a servant that night. I came to serve, not be servant. He is our master and our model. And so we too are here. We are called to serve, not be served. We want to help you in that servanthood. So we would ask you to carefully consider where it is God is calling you to serve. You might, even at the end of service day, take some time in prayer. Come up to the steps from your seat, back with the prayer, whatever. Take some time just prayerfully say, God, is, is where I am where I'm supposed to be? And is there a place of service? that you want me to be in. Um, and, and fill out the sheet, and let's get the talents, your talents, your, your gifts invested in kingdom work. You know, each and, of us, uh, each and every one of us, as we said, is, um, is called to serve. We're going to close this morning by letting Art Boone, um, who uh, coordinates our parking lot ministry there, I wanted to tell, tell you why serving is so important to him. Mm-hmm.
Art, as the coordinator of the parking lot ministry here at Connection, you're often in the parking lot, well, most of the morning on Sunday. Now, that's not a bad gig when it's 80, 85 degrees, but when it's 29 and snowing, that's got to be tough. Why in the world are you out there, and why is it so important? I have a passion for it. I know how important it is, especially to recognize the newcomers when they come in to church in the morning. If they don't feel recognized and welcome when they get here, they may never come back or they may not even go in at all. And it's very important uh, that either myself or one of my team members sees them and uh, recognizes that they're here. Uh, who knows? This could be the day of their salvation. We don't want to miss it. This might be the day of their salvation, and we don't want to miss it. Amen? Let's pray. Our most holy God, you call us to serve. Please guide us. Please open us to your spirit, that we might use those spiritual gifts, that we might use the talents that you give, <coughs> that we would uh, glorify you, and we would uh, uh, build up those around us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, and in your Holy Spirit, and all Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church. Connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.